So before we get started with the show tonight, Jeff and I just wanted to reach out and remind our listeners that we aren't just friends, we're family, even those of you that we've never met. If you ever need someone to talk to, we're here for you. We're going to list our contact information towards the end of the podcast tonight. Please feel free to reach out to us anytime on social media. If you just need someone to talk to, we're here. Listening to the Quarter Transmissions. Or leave. Episode 16. Just what the doctor ordered. Right, doctor? I couldn't have prescribed better. Thanks again for beaming aboard for our 16th episode of Shore Leave, the podcast dedicated to Trek Convention Chat. I am Jeff Hewlett. And as always, occupying the co-chair seat this evening, someone who keeps falling asleep while she's trying to rewatch Voyager. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> she is the best co-host this side of the Delta Quadrant, Miss Heather Barker. Oh, no. I guess I tweeted it so it's out there and everybody knows. that oh, it's totally out there. I remember reading it on Twitter. Oh, it used to be my favorite, too. And this is oh, the third time I've rewatched it. And for some reason, I'm having difficulty. You know, it's amazing because I just started a Voyager rewatch and I'm just into the second season and I'm liking it more this time I'm watching it and you're liking it less. Is that weird? Yep. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> I guess there's no accounting for taste. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so you're hearing some other laughs also with us on the show tonight is our uh, roaming convention correspondent, Marina Kravchuk, is returning to the show this week. How are you, Marina? All right. Hello, everyone. Hello again. Hello again. And finally, we have a newcomer to the show. Uh, this is one of Heather's friends and Marina's friends. And I believe that I met you briefly at STLV at one point, Frankie Engelbert. Hello. How are Hi. you? I'm good. Welcome. Happy to, to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. So tonight we are going to be talking about a brand new Star Trek convention that just happened called the Northeast Trek Con. It took place last weekend in New York, both Marina and Frankie were in attendance. So um, it wasn't a lot of detail I remember seeing on the website. And the website has actually changed now. So you can't go there and see all of the cool stuff that happened at this con. But thankfully, we've got two people who are in attendance that are going to tell us all about it. So I was thinking to start off, let's give us a sense of scale for this convention. I was wondering how it compares to some of the other ones like STLV, some of the smaller creation cons, maybe Mission New York. Uh, Marina, do you want to kick us off talking about yeah, the scale? Sure. Um, this is very much, and I'm going to quote again Larry Nemechek because he, given his experience, he's probably seen every kind of convention out there. Uh, he called it the retrocon. This was basically an example of what conventions used to be, you know, before all these monsters started to become a staple of the <laughs> convention scene. So it's this typical convention that used to be, you know, what, 15, 20 years ago when you have a small hotel and a rather small crowd of people. Uh, not a very extensive, uh, you know, compared to STLV, of course, list of guests, but still sizable enough. So you have a little bit of everything. Um, I'm going to say, I mean, I pretty much bumped into the same people over 
three days, I'm going to say a couple of hundred people at most. Mm. That's how small it was. Uh, but at the same time, they had enough programming to keep everyone occupied for three days. And it was all extremely relaxed and extremely intimate. So it was a very nice kind of, you know, this is probably the smallest convention I've ever been to. Uh, but I enjoyed myself immensely. Oh, wow. Okay. Frankie, how do you feel about the scale? you agree? Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've been to a few other conventions. I've been doing conventions since uh, 98. And this was the smallest convention I've ever been to. Uh, and like Marina said, there's, I, I think I heard the number uh, that was registered was 231. Mm-hmm. So very small. But it was nice because you really were able to spend time talking with the actors and um you know you just got the quality time that you would not get at a larger convention so i as a matter of fact there were some some events that they had uh, even the the guests participating it wasn't just so much that oh just go up to the table the usual thing uh but you know they they had uh star trek jeopardy yeah they had uh (laughs) they had you know uh, a fan coupled with uh sorry not coupled paired is a better word paired with a celebrity so jj Herzler participated and a visitor participated there and eisenberg participated and so you had three teams which was by the way hysterical absolutely hysterical um or they had um it was an extra ticket but it was basically obviously geared towards fans you know to have like a little meet and greet they had a dinner on friday mm-hmm. and same thing everybody sitting in the same room you can just basically go up and talk to them Pretty cool. What what hotel did this take place in up there? It was upstate New York, right? Yes, this was in uh, Radisson, Albany. Uh, so it was in Albany, but it's not like Albany. You start thinking large city. It was actually a little bit on the outskirts of it. So it's, you know, we didn't have skyscrapers around. Fairly small. And I rather found the construction of it, uh, the, 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 the way the building is set up. It had an internal enclosed courtyard with a pool. So mm-hmm. the rooms that were specifically put aside for the convention for those three days, they were all, well, actually majority of them. I'm not sure about all. They were facing into the courtyard. So I, I actually haven't seen the light of day in three days. Uh, the window was facing outside. I could see the tables where the actors were sitting. Um, so that was kind of nice. Everybody was enclosed in this tiny little space, you know, because literally I would walk out of the room, you know, 20 steps, here are the tables, go up one st- you know, um, one flight of stairs, and here's the main room or the smaller rooms where they had events. Interesting. Like being on a starship itself, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it actually kind of reminds me a little bit of the um, the smaller cons here in Jersey, Marina, like the uh, Monster Manias and Chiller. Somewhat. Kind of yeah, but it was a little place. bit more convention-like, whereas Monster Mania and Chiller, they're more like signing events rather than conventions. Ah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. They uh, as a matter of some... fact, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I apologize for interrupting. I read up uh, like a little... They have like log entries, like which are basically like blog entries on on the side. If you read it up, the organizer of the event, um, the Jerry Silber, who's a, a very long time fan of Star Trek, he actually wrote about it that he kind of tried to pattern it on shore leave, uh, the convention in mm-hmm. Maryland. Okay. So that's that's kind of if you've ever been to shore leave, you would have the basic idea what the convention felt like. I know a lot of people that go to that one, but I've never been to it. Yeah, it's well, okay. I've heard. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's okay. No, I was going to say, I, I've been to Shore Leave before, and it's a fan-run convention. It's it's very well organized. I, I definitely like, you know, doing that convention. So um, it, for him to pattern it after that, I mean, that, that's the right formula. So I, I think he so did a good job. What do you guys, so when you pattern it after, like, how do they compare? How is, how is Shore Leave different 
from like from like STLV or like how is it a different type of convention? Oh, Frankie, you'll have to pitch in because I've actually um, never been to Shoreleaf. I've just heard about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shoreleaf, um, because it's it's I, I don't when I go go to a creation event, it's more I, I you know I'm having a hard time articulating the words on it. I mean, it seems more commercialized if that makes okay. any sense. Yep. Yep. Um, where it, you know, when you went to Shoreleaf and when you went to this convention, it you know, like Marina said earlier, it's it's you know a retro type of thing. It's um, you know, you're spending time with the actors. The prices aren't outrageous to get your photo ops or your you know any of your goodies or anything yeah. like that. It's just um, and they really the talks are. It's not just panels of guests talking about their upcoming projects, and yeah. um, it's you know more interactive um, with the, the people that are attending the convention. So I, I always have a good time, you know, at Shoreleaf and, you know, like this one, I really had a really good time too. Too much of a good time. Like Friday night, I karaoke and yeah, well, yeah, I paid for that the next day. <laughs> <laughs> karaoke seems to be a very popular thing at a lot of these events. I think it's something that they can do cheaply and a lot of people enjoy it. I noticed that was one of the questions I was going to ask as far as the panels. I was looking over the Northeast Trek Convention's Facebook page, and they had a pretty diverse set of panels. They had a lot that sounded uh, very scientific, um, boldly going to Pluto and particle physics, Star (laughs) Trek. There was actually something that uh, Jerry, the organizer, specifically put out there. I mean, the whole idea behind the convention was that, yes, A, we're celebrating 50 years of Star Trek. Uh, He wanted to have a component, uh, you know, in memory of Leonard Nimoy, and I'll Mm -hmm. get to that at some point. Uh, But another major thing was to promote the connection between Star Trek and science. And not like science, which we've had at several other conventions where you would have, you know, like talking about something scientific, and Star Trek is part of the panel. Here, it was quite a, a separation. Those were hard, well, I wouldn't call it hardcore, but those were specifically <laughs> science panels. So as a matter of fact, from what I gathered, uh, probably, I don't know, maybe half of, I, I shouldn't say half of the guests, but uh, on those panels, of science panels that I did attend, several of the professors from uh, University of Albany, they actually specifically said, you know, it's like, I actually don't know anything or much about Star Trek. I'm just here to talk to you about, I don't know, black holes or something or, oh, awesome. you know, <laughs> galaxies or, you know, whatever, what have you. But at the same time, you know, it's obviously something, the subject matter is recognizable because, you know, in one way or another, we've seen something on Star Trek that would be like, well, yeah, exoplanets, you know. Yeah. I, it's some, I have to say that when they started finally actually, you know, saying, okay, we found exoplanets, real exoplanets in real life. For me, it was like, well, that's not that big of a mind shift to imagine that, yeah, there are stars with exoplanets. I've seen it all on Star Trek already, you know? (laughs) So, kind of like that. I mean, there were a couple of panels where I suppose science was, or at least the concepts that we're trying to talk to were a little bit more involved. (laughs) I was leaving one of the panels and there was a, a um, I don't know if it's mother and daughter or maybe uh, sisters of different ages. And they were walking out and one of them said, this is a little bit over my head. It was interesting, but she's like, I, I don't, didn't quite get everything that they were talking about. So yeah. there was a little aspect of that, but um, majority of the science panels were highly enjoyable. That's at least so- for me. It was actually very reminiscent of college for me. <laughs> Now, the more I hear about these types of panels at these co- these conventions, I know they had some at Mission New York too. I really wish that Creation would do some of these educational panels yeah. at STLV. I would I would love to sit in those. 
Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. I mean, especially considering that Arizona is right next door, they could get probably somebody from, oh, yeah. from University of Arizona to do um, edu- specifically educational uh, panels. On the other hand, you know, like when you are talking about very large conventions where you do have commercial component, and let's face it, now CBS is a little bit more involved in all this stuff, mm-hmm. or much more involved, I should I should say. Um, you know, it might not have enough. Like, well, is there really commercial interest in having just strict science thing that does not have Star Trek featured in it to be part of, you know, a large commercial convention. So that's kind of a, let's hope that there is, at least we get the mixed ones because that would be wonderful. I mean, they had some in the past. Oh yeah, absolutely. At least like two or three years ago, they had Mm -hmm. quite a few um, scientific panels and it's, it's sad that they got rid of them because this is like the one convention I get to go to every year STLV is. And so I would love, um, to see those panels since it's the one opportunity I get um, outside of Denver. So email creation, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Frankie, did you attend any of those? I attended um, a couple of the, uh, the science, well, not really the science track. The one that I was, I was interested in was religion in Star Trek. And oh, cool. it, it was, it was a really cool talk. And it first ever, they had food there. There was, yeah. Bay- and stuff. I was just like, oh my God, there's food here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I was really excited about that at first. But as far as the, the talk, they had a, um, a rabbi who was talking about his love for Star Trek. And then he, you know, talking about how religion was introduced into, you know, all the episodes, the movies and things that I, you know, I've seen everything, all the series except for Deep Space Nine. And yeah, I, I didn't realize like how much, you know, they, they referred to religion in, um, you know, in the series and some of the movies. So I just, you know, I, I found that talk really, really interesting. That was, a, that was a really good talk. Did you hit that one up Marina or no? Uh, no, actually <laughs> I have to admit it. I was still asleep. Um, <laughs> I opted to go to a later. Pe- yes, I know. I just, I, I figured, you know, I was relaxing. This was like the most relaxed <laughs> convention I've ever been to. Uh, but no, uh, but besides they, they did have, wonderful stuff so just to back up a little bit so they had like a i mean i wouldn't call it main theater but it was like a main large room where they would have mostly uh media related panels which means you know actor panels or anybody else talking about actually something specifically related to star trek and then they had two smaller rooms one of which had maybe like i don't know enough seating for maybe 50 60 people that was for science and there was a third room which i have to say i never actually checked out but it supposedly it had videos playing through the entire day so i'm guessing they were just filming sorry not filming uh they were screening uh episodes um uh, so the panels that i really did enjoy uh the science ones like i mentioned exoplanets that was a wonderful wonderful fun panel the the gentleman brought um terrific presentation that was great fun there was another one on our galaxy milky galaxy so that was wonderful and then uh, rest of the stuff i have to say saturday i was actually mostly in the main room because uh well larry had several panels there uh bob picardo and garrett wong had a q a panel there um the, richard michelson who represents leonard nimoy's uh photography so his gallery was actually the one that um well it's they still they still exhibit the uh his photographs um he did a panel on uh well the photography plus he also wrote a book on um uh, leonard nimoy's life so that was wonderful uh it was women in star trek panel Oh um, yeah, Nana Visitor, Chase Masters, and then Robin Curtis. It was not as involved as it was as the one that we had at, at Missions. Missions. 
Yeah, because that one was, I suppose that's right now the the mark. You know, that was the ultimate women in track panel ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still very nice. So um, over all in all, terrific panels. And then, you know, in the evening, things kind of, uh, a lot of people left. So I don't know how many people were actually at karaoke. I think somebody actually said, you know, well, we're trying to do something and there's nobody here. I suppose a lot of people kind of, I don't know. There was a mix of people who've never been to conventions to sort of older fans who probably got their fill during the day with the panels and just <laughs> left yeah um so uh we we did um uh larry did the kind of wrath fundraiser on saturday night mm-hmm. and we had maybe about what seven eight people there roughly. were eight people there yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that was a fun one it uh, was but it ran until like twelve thirty. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and Larry was like, this is so, like, you know, the, the retro cons, people still supposed to be around doing stuff, and there was nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and just for the record, I, you know, Marina made me feel like I know nothing about Star Trek. You know, oh, that, that's uh, not true. <laughs> I was tired. I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're doing this raffle, the, 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 um, what was it, the Wrath of Con or, um, the Con of Wrath. So, Con of Wrath, yeah. Yeah, and so he's got these trivia, and it was between Marina and another guy that was there. I, I don't know his name, but so he's yeah, actually a professor. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm sitting there, you know, and you get a ticket for every time that you, you know, answer a question correctly. So I ended up with like two tickets, by the way. Marina's got eight instead of <laughs> six. And so I'm like, man, I know nothing about Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Oh, I- I identify because that's what happens if I do that with Claire. She knows everything and I know nothing. So, yeah. Well, it's like, uh, have you ever um, attended any of the uh, trivia things that they did uh, at uh, Roddenberry Stage during the CLV? Yeah. Oh, my. Ian Adams. Oh, my God. The guy's on fire. Ah. I was like, I can't. I, I, I'm like, I, I only have like a third of a thought in my brain. He already knew the answer. <laughs> We all have very fond memories of uh, trivia games on this show and among our friends, it seems. More trivia. I I read a joke somewhere where it's like, you know, like how much stuff you actually, you know, things that you think about, you know, it was like, you know, 15% about your job and something else about 80% Star Trek trivia, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I guess we know who we need to form the trivia super team here. Yes. So, guys, what was the vibe like? I mean, you know, it was a smaller con. He said maybe two hundred and some odd people there. Was it was it subdued? Was it more festive? What 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 was the overall feeling? Was it um, more celebratory for the fiftieth or what? Well, Friday started out a little bit slow, at least in my opinion. You know, I think the first event was around eleven or twelve, and you know, it was like literally twenty five, thirty people wandering about. I'm like, well, this this is a small convention. I'm not quite sure what to expect, so I, I was just observing basically. But then Saturday, Sunday, it really picked up. Well, of course, there were plus yeah. many more people, and uh, no, not definitely not subdued. Everybody was very enthusiastic. There hasn't been a convention in this particular area uh, in a very long time, if ever. Uh, so people were extremely happy that, you know, you actually have a track event. A lot of people cannot make it even, you know, you would think, well, you're in New York state, shouldn't you have gone to like, you know, New York missions? Not everybody can, whether, Mm -hmm. you know, time-wise, you know, money-wise, whatever it can be. So no, it was very enthusiastic and I'm, I'm, you know, I enjoyed myself, you know, Frankie says she's enjoyed herself. It was a very nice convention. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't get there until later on Friday, just driving in. 
So I, I pretty much, I, I missed all the panels on Friday, but I was able to come for the, uh, for the dinner and, um, you know, the karaoke, but yeah, I mean, Saturday, you know, very, you know, everybody was really into, you know, seeing the panels and hanging out and you got to meet new people. So yeah, it was very, very festive, even though it was a smaller convention, it was still uh, very, very festive. And that's when people actually started showing up uh, wearing uniforms or costumes. So, yes. Um, there were several fantastic, you know, outfits. Um, it was one girl who was dressed up as Garrick. That was really oh, good. Oh my gosh. I mean, if she if she had perhaps, uh, I mean, I'm not sure how she selected the costume specifically, but the the makeup was spot on. It was great. Yeah. You should have seen her at the um at the uh, costume contest. She uh, she described how she she did all that makeup and she actually came up with the idea like the week before and for oh, her wow. to together I wish we I had taken a picture of it and and shared it but yeah she um you know for for the amount of makeup and everything that she did just five days prior you know to to create that whole costume or her her look that was pretty awesome yeah That's I have amazing. a picture I have a picture from afar because she was actually in one of the teams for for Star Trek Jeopardy. It's, okay. it's you know you, you you can see that yeah one of the teammates is Cardassian so you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can post that you know whenever whenever we have the uh, uh the link up. I was going actually a perfect segue Marina into cosplay. I was going to bring cosplay up. Do you, would you say it's um was there a good amount of cosplay there? Was it what you expected more or less? No, I, I mean, I suppose it, it, I could say that it is for a small convention, I think it was pretty good. I mean, mostly those people who wore something, they were uh, just just regular, uh, you know, uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one pretty amazing Seven of Nine, which I don't know why she did not participate uh, in the costume contest, because that was like probably the best costume of the weekend. I mean, spot mm-hmm. on the whole thing, you know. Uh, the the unitard the uh, prosthetics, so uh, for a small convention, I think it was pretty good. It could have been more, of course, but it, it would seem to me. I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe because like the the way the age was, it was a little bit more towards uh, uh, older fans. Yeah. Um, so it's like like I said, for a small convention, I thought it was good. What do you think, Frankie? Did you anything stick out to you that you saw? There was one of the, and I'm going to get this. Um... Um, one of the ladies that dressed up who did enter the contest and she ended up winning the overall contest. She was dressed up. Um, what was it? Was it the cloud people? You know, she, she had on the, the blue outfit, you know, the traditional, you know, from the original series, she had a, a very brave. She was very, very brave. Cause you remember the original series, there wasn't a whole lot of clothing there, you yeah. know, barebacked and you know two pieces of material covering her but I mean she she did an awesome job it was this long beautiful dress blonde hair and you know um, she had the belly dance wings but she was using it as a cape and she was just very very creative um and I really enjoyed it and I will have to look up the the episode that she was from as soon as I show you a picture of it you'll be like oh yeah you know that's where it's from but um as far as the the cosplay yeah I, I thought it was it was pretty good for the amount of folks that were there very cool so uh, what was the celebrity interactions and photo ops situation there did you guys get to talk to anybody do any pictures um yeah the, they basically had tables so it wasn't like a, an official thing when you have autographing happening elsewhere and photo ops with the official you know photographer somewhere in the room it was just it was very informal so you just go up to a table and pretty much same way as you know if you've ever been to any of the like smaller signing events 
you just pay the nominal fee and you can get the autograph or the photo op or autograph and photo op, whatever they're charging. Um, they had primarily, well, let's see, trying to, I had my little list here because I, I jotted down who was at the convention. So as far as actors were concerned, they had Bob Picardo, they had Nana Visitor, Robin Curtis, J.J. Hertzler, Chase Masterson, Garrett Wong, and Aaron Eisenberg. Um, and so that was it. And then you have 16 or 17 scientists, and then you have Larry Namachek and Adam Nimoy and Doug Draxler were called in through Skype. So the, the panels were on the screen. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it was it was wonderful fun. Um, basically talking about, uh, well, Adam was obviously talking about for the law of Spock, and Doug was just generally talking about his involvement in Star Trek. Um, and there were several other guests. So it was very nice coverage, all in all. Very cool. Did you get any photos yourself? Uh, just Robin Curtis, because I recently realized that I'm trying to kind of clean up my uh, <laughs> my collection. Uh, I've met her many years ago, and I've never had a photo op with her. Just oh. somehow slipped through the cracks. So she's the only one that I did the photo op with. How about you, Frankie? Any photo ops for you? Well, it wasn't a traditional, you know, where where you've been to conventions, you put your ticket, and there's a professional mm-hmm. backdrop, and uh, it was. I mean, not that I saw it, Marina, unless you're going to correct me. I mean, you basically went up to a table and had your yeah. camera. Can I, yeah, that's can, all there was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just, uh, can I have my picture taken with you? And most of the actors were very, very gracious and, you know, did it. You know, some of them did it without charging you a fee for it. Um, it. It was just that, you know, at that level, they were happy to hang out and talk and chat. And they're not being herded off like cattle, being like, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that was... That's what I really liked about the convention. But yes, I got my um, photo taken with um, um, Larry. Well, it was all formal. Um, Larry Garrett. Um, I'm trying to think of who who else. There was an actor, or not an actor, um, an author, Christopher Abbott, who he's a British author. And you know, we were chatting for a while because the books that he wrote wasn't about Trek; it was more fantasy. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I just had to have my picture taken with him. And plus I'm a, you know, a fangirl when it comes to a British accent. So he could, <laughs> he could read the back of the book and I would have been fine with that. So yeah, but yeah, it was um, pretty cool. Awesome. That's kind of what the, the cons around here are like. I'm, that's what I'm used to is the whole, just walk up to the table and get a picture with them right there. So I, I remember going to my first creation convention. I was pretty shocked that it was mm-hmm. so different than what I'm used to here in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the smaller it gets, the, the easier it is control, to control, and the crowds tend to be a little bit uh, milder, I suppose, in terms of behavior. But yeah, like talking about um, that that dinner that we had it was what about fifty people that the yeah. the whole event was for. So mm-hmm. you know the area where they had cocktails, everybody mingling around. Yeah, people were just doing selfies. Just you stand there, talk to them, and you can ask for a photo. One person was walking around just collecting autographs. You know, <laughs> just like yeah. that. And yeah. they were all perfectly fine with it because it was all very relaxed. And, yeah, nobody was pushed into anything. Right. Not that they're pushed into anything, you know, when you have larger conventions. But then, you know, things just generally get bigger and you definitely need completely different organization for it all. Yeah. Right. It, it, it reminds me of when, like, Creation would do the breakfasts and yeah lunch or whatever it was. I never went to one. But I think those were a little smaller mm-hmm. in scale. Um, but they do something similar here at Starfest in Denver too, where Friday night you and I'm pretty sure it's an extra ticket. Um, 
But same same type of thing where there are tables around and the actors just just walk around and you can approach them and talk to them and get to know them. So it seems to be a benefit of some of the smaller conventions. I think that mm-hmm. that, that this convention is smaller than Starfest even, but um, it kind of a neat thing, especially when it's not an exorbitant price. <laughs> yeah. right. That's what I loved about it. It didn't didn't break the bank, especially after uh, Mission New York. Yeah, it was nice to have a reasonable hotel and a reasonable price to pay for a convention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, do you guys you you both stayed at the hotel? What were what were the rates for the tickets and the rooms there? Oof, um, let's see. Well, the tickets for the convention itself was eighty dollars for a weekend. Eighty dollars, eight zero. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The dinner, and the dinner was thirty dollars. That was the extra ticket, and the hotel itself. Uh, I want to say that I paid three hundred, but that was including the room service, and that was for uh, two nights. Uh, so it's probably was somewhere in the order of like hundred thirty something for, per night, hundred twenty maybe even. It was the, the convention rate, um, so it was very affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Frankie, I know that you stayed at a different hotel though, right? I did. I stayed right next door at the Hampton. Cause I'm a Hilton member. So I, I'm always trying to build up points. So when I saw it, it was just right next door and I could pretty much walk over to the Radisson. My rate was 92 a night, uh, for my hotel. And, um, yeah, but I, I lucked out. I signed up online to, for the convention and paid through PayPal. And, um, my ticket was $70 for all three days plus, um, 30 for the, the dinner. Mm-hmm. That is very mm-hmm. affordable. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's what happens when you have really really small conventions. <laughs> yeah. So what was the what was the vendor situation like there since it was a smaller con? Were any of the vendors you've seen at other conventions there? Uh, well, technically, there was it wasn't really a vendor area. Uh, that courtyard that that where they had all the tables, it was uh, largely occupied by uh, the guests. So mm-hmm. I'd say probably two thirds. Three quarters of the tables were either actors or authors. Um, Larry had his own table. Richard Michelson had his own table. They had, um, oh, I think it was some sort of, it was either a website or it could have been a club, somebody that, that does models. And they had a whole bunch of models of various Starfleet ships, oh, sorry, <laughs> ships, just, just laying there on the table and a whole bunch of flyers and, you know, with information. I've never seen a person at the table, so I couldn't even ask for further information, you know, like, was right. that something, that they were, like a club that they were advertising? What was that? I, Mission Log was there, uh, cool. so they were doing interviews with uh, actors. I know there was one gentleman who had a wonderful selection of various Star Trek books, including a lot of the recent ones, like the 50-year mission. Um, and I think that's all he was basically doing there. He was just selling the books. Other than that, there wasn't really anything else. That I can't really even think of anybody who would be selling any kind of collectibles. There was nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It was just straight on. It was either guests or, you know, like that one bookseller and authors. That's it. Really easy to save money there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, as a matter of fact, I the one thing that I was I specifically put like what twenty twenty five bucks aside. I wanted to get a T shirt from Garrett Wong uh, because he ran out of them during Cherry Hill Convention, and I figured, well, I'll see him at some point. And he always brings T shirts when he has his own table, and he had the T shirt, but he didn't have my size. I wanted ah. that Captain Proton T shirt that he had in his uh, <laughs> you know selection of T shirts. Uh, so you know, I saved twenty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, yeah, I wanted to get my Chicote t-shirt from him and you know, he was like, all I have is sleep size. It was like, a, you know, a three, three X. Or yeah, three X. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that's, that won't work for me. But, um, yeah, it was, um, I don't know. So I, I don't know how I still managed to spend like $300 though <laughs> at the convention because I bought artwork from, um, Rich Stein, Steinbach. Steinbach. Sternbach. Yeah. Sternbach. So I bought artwork from him. Um, Larry Nemechek, you know, he had that, um, what was that? The cartography, um, yeah, Stella cartography book. Yeah. Great book. So, um, yeah. And, uh, I bought some of the books, um, from the, uh, from the authors at Christopher Abbott. I think I just bought it just because of his British accent. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got one book from, uh, Michael Jen Friedman, right? Yep. Uh, I, 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 uh, the, 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 the TNG book. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so I still, between that and, you know, getting some of the autographs that I hadn't gotten before, um, from Aaron Eisenberg and Robin Curtis, you know, I still managed to spend like $300 at the convention. So I only got stuff from, from, well, like I said, the photo up with Robin Curtis, I actually did get her autograph because she had a very wonderful photograph of various roles of hers, just basically yeah, like artfully kind of, arranged on a single page. Yeah. That was very like, lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I won a few things through that fundraiser, so that actually did not involve any money. And that's basically all the collectibles that I brought with me. I just have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I didn't get anything from Rick Sternbach, even though I did go through all the bins that he had, because mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that he had for sale, I actually already have through his uh, eBay store. Okay. So, um, but there was interesting stuff. I mean, you, if you don't, I suppose, if you have like limited number of conventions that you go to and you've never met any of these people, then of course, it's very easy to see your wallet shrink really fast yes yeah and the, the con itself have any specific merchandise did they have a, a con t-shirt or anything uh, yes yes they did it was a basically a uh you know plain white t-shirt that had the the name the date and i think oh i didn't look very closely at it because as i already mentioned i have way too many t-shirts so i wasn't planning on getting <laughs> any except for that captain Broden one <laughs> uh one some one thing that actually did impress me uh, for a small convention like this, they had a very, very nice printed uh, program, mm -hmm. uh, like a little, little little book that, uh, you know, had the listing of the schedule and pictures and names of all the guests. So that was, you know, for a small event like this, smaller um, creation events, you know, you usually just have a plain white printed thing, schedule, and you don't really have much else. Um, you know, not unlike CLV where we actually we do get a booklet with, you know, nice printed stuff inside uh so that was very very neat so i figured you know like as far as collectibles as something specific for the convention i'm very happy just having the the, the booklet with the schedule because that was uh, unusual it's cool maybe you could give us a picture of it so we could put it up on the website absolutely so they do they have like a special artwork and logo on the cover of it kind of like they do for vegas Oh, not really. I mean, it's basically what you see on uh, on the website. You know, North Northeast Trek Con, kind of. I'm not quite sure what uh, you know how to describe it. I'll, I'll I'll take a picture so you do have sort of the picture of the cover of the booklet, and you'll be obvious. So it's not it's not specific, uh, and I'm sure they're probably going to maybe reuse it or change it. You know, as as things go along, which is kind of brings me up to the thing. I mean, if you look online, uh, they say now that you know check back once our next convention is announced. So I'm assuming that this event is going to happen again. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many people they were expecting, you know, what was sort of 
the breakpoint, you know, was convention successful? Was it not too successful? But I'm kind of hopeful that they will do it again because this was very nice. Organization-wise, you know, number of guests, the whole, the way the whole thing ran, it was, it was, it was very good. Mm-hmm. Well, Jerry, um, the organizer, I was talking with him on Sunday and, you know, it's something that he definitely wants to do again. Um, you know, and he realizes there's, you know, some feedback, but he, he, um, you know, about how to make things a little bit better, you know, more advertising. Cause I think that's where they really fell short for the mm-hmm. amount of stars that they had there. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they could have had a lot more uh, folks that shown up. So he's, um, he realizes he needs to advertise a little bit better, uh, in the future, but it, he definitely wants to do it again next year. And, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he does because it's only a three hour drive for me. Yeah. yeah. Two and a half for me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm more than willing to, to go again. And he's also talking about having, um, some of the star Wars, um, folks that from the 501st. So it might not be strictly track yeah. next year, but, um, you know, I, I told him, well, I'll still come. I'll still come. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, I was going to bring that up to Marina because I looked at the website earlier and I thought it was pretty cool that they already had that uh, the teaser for checking mm-hmm. back for, for the next announcement. So I had assumed before even talking to you guys that it was uh, at least somewhat successful. I would think so. I mean, overall, it just, you know, seeing how people were reacting i think everybody enjoyed themselves very much mm-hmm. it was it was a it was a good convention and that's good that it pleased everybody and it, all age ranges and stuff like that even if it was an older crowd and well, it, it evened out you know like friday was a little bit more no- noticeable but you know saturday was certainly the day with i'm sure that the, the, the biggest crowd and it's just generally you, you could see that you know as usual star trek brings all the ages so you yeah. had you know some smaller kids and then you know pretty much the entire range very cool do you think a lot of people drove there or were locals uh didn't was it was it a convention that you think a lot of people would have flown into no i don't think anybody really flew, flew in for that convention it sounded like uh it was there were a lot more local folks that showed up uh, for that um, just th- because they heard it through word of mouth. They heard it through, you know, their college. Um, you know, again, it wasn't widely advertised. Had I not been checking a list to see where actors were going to be, I would I wouldn't have even known about that convention. So, yeah, I accidentally came across the link on Facebook, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Northeast Checkon, you know, well, right. I'm in Northeast. So something is happening. Where is that? And then, yeah, it just randomly just popped out out of nowhere um and i absolutely agree with frankie i think pretty much everybody was local and they made a point of kind of saying like this is the convention you know finally we have it in our region you know right here so i think majority people drove in so controversial question for you marina since you've been to so many conventions this year where would this one rank amongst all the other ones for you i have to i have to say that this year i pretty much covered Probably the entire range of possible conventions out there. I've been to franchise-specific, non-franchise-specific, very large Comic-Con, medium-sized Comic-Con, you know. <laughs> so it's it's kind of difficult because category-wise, uh, it just it was completely, uh, you know, in a class by itself in a way because, you know. So now I've gone to a retrocon. I have that experience. In terms of you, you can't really compare. It's just so different, you know, in size and scope to every. I mean, I could compare like Chicago convention to Cherry Hill convention because at least they're sort of in the same vein and by the same organizer. But in this case, it's it it, it's, it was the most relaxing and the smallest convention of the year. 
that's mm-hmm. what I can I can I can say. I, I would I would not you know compare it to um, even the smaller creation cons because it's just different. Yeah, but it sounds like you would go back again. So absolutely, you, absolutely. You know, As we discussed during the the, the um, episode uh, when we talked about the missions, different is good. You know, that's when you see the variety. Mm-hmm. That's when you can kind of really pick out what you enjoy. Frankie, how does it stack up against other cons that you've been to? Do you like it better, worse? Where would you rank it for yourself? I would have to, you know, I, I hate to say what, you know, what Marina said, but really what, what she said. It just, you know, after hitting Vegas and Mission New York and, you know, this convention, it just, this was, you know, I, I really couldn't compare it to the, the other conventions. It had it, its own feel, its own vibe and something that I really enjoyed. So, um, you know, I can just tell you that I, I enjoyed it and I would definitely go back. Yeah. And it was a great way to end out the year because my husband's threatening to divorce me. If I don't know, conventions. he's like, how many have you been to so far? So it's like, uh, this was the ni- a nice way to wrap up the year for me. Yeah, very much so. I guess con season is pretty much over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was I was planning to end after New York Comic Con. That was kind of like the last one. I'll be like, yeah, going out on a very high note. And then, like I said, this thing just popped out out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to check it out. And now, yeah, finally, that's it. Convention season is done until next year. <laughs> yeah. So I guess uh, we can start wrapping up our conversation about the Northeast TrekCon with any final thoughts you guys might have. Frankie, is there anything else you'd like to say about the convention before we close up? Um, that I had a really good time, you know, and I hope they do it again next year because that was a lot of fun. So, and and I'll, and I'll cosplay. I'd actually, yeah. Nice. And well, I didn't do any cosplay this, um, you know, at the convention. I brought a uniform, didn't wear it, but uh, you know, I'll definitely wear a costume uh, next next year. Oh, and I I wanted to say. It was um, the girl who won the costume contest. Her, she, it was from the episode the the Cloud Minders, and ah, she was okay. Droxine. Drox, Droxine. Droxine. Oh yep. yeah, Droxine. Yep. Yes, that's what I went in because I'm like that was driving me crazy. So that's what it was. <laughs> nice, nice. Anything else you want to add, Marina? Before we close up? Um, not much else. I mean, we pretty much covered the whole the whole thing. So it was uh, a nice uh, diversion in a way from you know. Uh, you know our typical understanding of conventions the way they are right now a retro convention very nice very relaxed and let's see what we're gonna you know what what we're gonna have in next year all right excellent thanks a lot heather anything else from you no thanks guys for coming on and telling us about it well thank you for having us so that wraps up the 16th episode of shore leave uh frankie where can people find you if they're looking for you on social media they can find me on Facebook, Frankie Don Engelbert, and or FD Bragg on Twitter. So you can reach me through those two. Excellent, Marina. Where can people find you? Uh, similarly, Facebook, um, and the handle is Dracorex, D R A K K O R E X, and same one on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And um, I did mention it in one of the previous episodes. The best one publicly to reach me is probably Twitter. Facebook, I'm a, a little bit. Uh, uh, peakier this year <laughs> these days yeah. as far as, as, far as yes. uh, adding more uh, more uh, requests i think we so, all uh, are, yeah. yeah yeah no it's just it's a very odd thing i just got five new this this weekend it's all uh, to use twitter term they're all eggheads you know like when you just have like yeah. no yeah. picture no nothing just the name yeah I don't know uh, who these people are. 
Yeah. It's, uh, we might talk about that down the road <laughs> and, and how that all works. Yeah. Most definitely. Yes. Speaking of which, where can they find you, Heather? Oh, I'm sketching Venus on, uh, Twitter and Instagram and I'm on Facebook, but yeah, again, just being, being picky. Send me a message is what I say. If you want to friend somebody, send them a quick note and tell them who you are and how you know them. You heard them on the podcast, et cetera. And you're much more likely to get friended back that way. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> very much so, yes. Totally very agree. few people, very few people come to that conclusion, which is strange. I did yeah. friend a couple of folks who oh, uh, I think they, it's not so much that I recognize them as they recognize me probably through different groups. And yeah, yeah, you know, I would get a lovely message saying that, hi, we're in the same group and I enjoyed this and that and I have a question or I would like to do you know, whatever. And then yeah. There you go. You know, just hit it off right there. But a lot of folks, even the ones that I've met, which did happen a few times, and I'm like, I didn't even know that was you. Just this <laughs> random thing popping up that, yeah. you know, I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's hard when you're just a little square and <laughs> you're a picture of, you know, as a character and you're, you're Captain Picard. Right. <laughs> and a picture of Captain Picard. And I'm like, I don't know who you really are. So sorry. Right. It's like, weirdo, stranger danger. Nope. I'm not yeah. accepting that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. sadly, there are real people out there who aren't scary. We had one pop up in our community and uh, said, Recently, yes. Yeah. yeah, send out a warning about that. Somebody who has committed crimes and been in prison. So uh, we are cautious for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is actually the first time that I'll say this myself, too, that I uh, I would recommend if anybody wants to friend me on Facebook to send me a message, too, because I've started to get a lot of these strange requests from people who have no mutual friends and I've never heard of them. And if you listen to the podcast and you want to friend me, please send me a message. I have no problem friending you but um if i've never seen your name before and i don't recognize your face um i'm probably not going to accept the friend request so you can also find me as j underscore b-e-n-j on twitter and if you want to know more about the show you can find us at the tricorder transmissions.com uh facebook.com slash tricorder transmissions and ttt underscore pod on twitter we also have a shore leave handle on twitter it's at shore leave you can hit us up there and you can find us on iTunes. If you want to leave us a review, that would be really, really nice. We could use some more star reviews and written reviews to help us get new listeners. And that would be really, really cool. And um, that's about it for this episode. And we'll see you uh, again for the holidays. And uh, thanks again for listening. And we'll see you soon.